This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Bolts broadcast. My name is Mike Mitchelson. Chase Crawshaw joining me. Chase, how we doing? Doing pretty good. Uh, it's been a while since we've talked in here. Um, I mean, we recorded, I think last you said was, uh, it was, I mean, it was before Christmas. We, we recorded everything. We pre-recorded our intro for our Jack Thompson interview. So, you know, it, it's been a little bit, but it feels good to be back. How about you? Yeah, absolutely. It's crazy to think that the last time we podcast, man, it was forever ago. It was like a year ago or last year. Yep. Yeah, it was. <laughs> uh, someone's always got to make that joke, right? Because it is now 2021. We are moving forward. We are not looking back on the year that was 2020. We're hopefully going to push through and hopefully this whole COVID thing is going to go away quite quickly. But hey, let's be honest, we're in the best time of year for sports. We've got college football. The playoffs just occurred. We got the college football national championship coming up. Then we got the NFL heading into playoffs. We are currently in the World Junior Semifinals. Uh, Basketball's in full swing, and the NHL starts up in a little bit over a week. So we are at the prime position for sports entertainment, for viewing sports, and I am so damn excited. Yeah, me too. Uh, I mean, after winning a fantasy football championship this year, uh, you know, it was nice to get a little payday out of that. Um, it, it's good that I can relax and just actually enjoy football instead of having to stress every week. So I look forward to that. And, you know, as, as much as it's sucks not having hockey, like NHL hockey so far, it's kind of cool that as the NFL season ends, like the regular season, the, the NHL regular season just picks right up. Uh, so it's, it's kind of cool how that works out. Um, so, you know, we're, we're not going to be too bored or anything. We're going to be enjoying ourselves. We're we'll going to be covering our Tampa Lightning uh, to finish up World Juniors, as you mentioned. It, it really is a hell of a time right now. Yeah, absolutely. And for a little preview on our next two episodes, so next week we're going to be covering, or not next week, uh, on Thursday, we will be covering the World Juniors Tournament. As right now we're in the semis, we decided that we're going to wait until the semis and the finals are over so we know who's got gold, silver, bronze, etc. before we do our recap. And then next Monday, we're going to be doing predictions on all of the new divisions for our 56th season for the NHL. So very excited for both of those episodes. But today, we've got a big one with just... A ton of news. Obviously, we haven't recorded in about two weeks, so uh, we're a little bit behind when talking to you guys about some big stuff like, I don't know, maybe Anthony Sorelli or Nikita Kucherov, some huge news there. So um, that's what today's episode is going to be about. So Chase, let's first talk about the training camps for NHL teams as every single training camp is now officially opened as of today. Yeah, it's it's just proof that the season's good to go. Uh, you know, we were a little bit on edge waiting to see if the Canadian government, if each uh, provincial government was going to be allowing their teams within each province to skate, to go on the ice together. Uh, turns out they all are. So they're, everyone's skating, uh, or at least skating together now, which is great to hear. You know, it was a little worrisome at first. There's a chance that maybe it was going to have to be an all-USA-based like based team season, so like the Canadian teams would come down to the U.S., 
but it doesn't seem like that should be an issue anymore. Uh, you know, camp's going to get rolling. As World Juniors finish up, a couple of big guys are going to be heading to their NHL camps. You know, uh, the big name that really stands out is Tim Stutzel. Um, I, I would also expect, you know, a guy, a guy like Alex Turcotte, uh, Arthur Kaliev, Quentin Byfield. You know, there's going to be a lot of high-end prospects that are going to be heading to their teams. And especially with junior hockey seasons, the American Hockey League kind of, you know, still up in the air, not know what's going to happen. Uh, you know, we, we should see a lot of these guys either make the teams or make the taxi squad. So it's, we, just, we just got a whole, you know, kind of exciting next, what, uh, 10 days or so from today, really to figure out what's going on with, with rosters and stuff. Uh, I'm super pumped. Yeah, absolutely. And during the broadcast of, I don't know if it was in between the Sweden-Finland game and the canada Czech game or if it was actually during the Sweden Finland game but they said that Tim Stutzel already booked a flight at 10 p.m. that night uh, Saturday night that would be uh, to go to Ottawa so it's going to be really sweet to see Tim Stutzel because at first we didn't think he was going to be over and playing with you know all the crazy contracts and stuff that happen over in Europe but uh, he's coming over and I'm very excited to see uh, how he does in training camp, and then hopefully he can get a spot in the NHL. But uh, a lot of craziness going on, and I'm here for it. Yeah, so, I mean, me too. I, I still don't understand how this whole thing works. My only guess is that he was never, like, officially under contract. I mean, he only played, like, a game in Germany, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so my only guess is that, like, he was on loan so he could sign in the NHL since he wasn't contracted anywhere. But I, I don't know. It's it's really it's really weird and tricky. I know there's NHL teams around the league that um or just teams around the league I should say that have guys that even that they have signed that they like loaned to European leagues that aren't coming back over for the year. Um, so I, I don't I just it, it's so strange to me. And I, I tried kind of reading up on I couldn't find anything explaining exactly why Schutzel was good to go. My only guess is that he was on loan or something. I don't know. It's just such a funky year. So I I I guess I should just be happy that I get to see him in the NHL. Absolutely. And Chase, I've got uh, one last question here about the training camps before we move on. Obviously, the World Juniors taking place in Edmonton. So what are the Oilers doing for training camp? Are they like where are they doing their training camps? I guess if World Juniors is taking place there. They have a practice facility. I'm not sure if it's connected to that rink or if it's a separate rink, but I know they have a practice facility. So I'm sure it's all just there. Gotcha. Gotcha. That would make sense. Obviously, an extra practice facility uh, seems like a norm for most, you know, standard professional league teams. But you never really know, right? Yeah, I mean, like we're, we're here in Michigan, and the Wings they didn't really have a practice rink. They was you know traveled to a couple of different local rinks and practice uh, up until they built LCA. Now they have a practice rink inside the facility there. Exactly. All right, Chase. Well, let's talk about the. Possible viewing and maybe uh, arrival of fans in the seats for hockey as it it looks like our Tampa Bay Lightning could see some fans cheering for the team. Yeah, Emily Arena plans to host game or fans like during games this season. I was going to be 28 home games this year and route to being 56 games and then playoffs. And we just saw the the Miami Heat uh, the other day. They had 3,200 fans in the stadium, so we can hope for at least that, maybe some more. Um, it'll be first dibs, season ticket holders. Uh, you know, that's awesome. Hopefully, we can get a little bit of atmosphere going inside Amelie. Um, you know, it, nothing's guaranteed yet. There's no just for sure thing that fans are going to be allowed. So you just got to remain optimistic at this point. 
But if it does happen, uh, you know, I, I don't know how much of an advantage like that no, that number of fans is going to be compared to someone not having fans at all. But it's still just it, it just helps the team generate a little more revenue. Uh, you know, helps fans still really stay involved in the game. So it's a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I didn't know how important fans were for hockey until we got into the playoffs because, uh, I mean, there's there's you can hear the fans when there's a big hit or when there's a goal or that, but. It's not as impactful, at least as a viewer at home watching on TV. It's not as impactful as it is, say, for the NFL. The fans are always buzzing. Like with the Seattle Seahawks, they got their 12th man, you know. Um, so I didn't really notice how important fans were in hockey until we went over into the playoffs in the bubble. It was dead silent. Uh, my dad, he talked about how it didn't feel like actual playoffs. He got kind of bored until, you know, we got into the uh, the uh, conference finals and the Stanley Cup finals. But, yeah, it was, uh, it was a crazy realization when we got into the bubble that, oh, shit, everything is so much better with the fans in the arena. Well, your dad's just a casual fan, just saying, uh, you know, you know, how, how do you get bored of hockey? It's the greatest sport ever. But no, I, I, I do get what you're saying, what he's saying. It definitely is a kind of a, a different beast. But I do think that the playoffs showed that it, it can be done without fans as much as everyone wants fans done. Uh, if it's not fans, are like, I don't think players like players really don't care. Players are just there to play hockey. Sometimes the fans help them. Sometimes they don't. You know, usually at that level, you've been dealing with fans for so long that you just kind of tune them out. Uh, you know, you so you go from playing junior hockey where you have 5,000 fans to playing in the, you know, American League where you're going to have like eight to 12,000. Then you're in the NHL where you've got 20 plus thousand. So like you're just, you're gradually getting used to it more and more. So whether it's zero fans or 20,000 fans, I really don't think it matters to the players. Uh, so it really just matters to like the viewing experience a little bit and then to the team's pockets. Well, I, I would hope that for kids that first join the NHL, they can, take it all in and and really feel the experience of the 20,000 plus rather than just being like, ah, it's just regular fans, you know, because that that's kind of a surreal moment. At least I would think, I don't know. I've never been in the NHL, but Hey, if someone wants to give me a contract, uh, I can't skate and my shot is pretty bad, but I hit a crossbar once during a crossbar challenge. So (laughs) I think it sounds like a good deal. Uh, I'm looking at, I'm looking at, Maybe two mil a year, you can get me on a discount. Look at that. So that sounds um, so worth it, <laughs> doesn't it? Uh, but Chase, let's talk about Kucherov here. Um, our best player over the past two years, I should say, and uh, he's not going to be available for us during the regular season. No. So uh, this was kind of something that sent back to the playoffs. Kucherov, he was playing through kind of a hip injury. Uh, they were hoping that it was going to heal in the off season, not need surgery. Sure enough, it really didn't. Uh, so surgery just happened a few days ago. Uh, he was placed on LTIR out for the regular season at least. Maybe he can be back for the playoffs. It's the that's kind of the hope and dream. Not impossible. Uh, hip injuries they take some time to heal. You know you can't really be too active for the first little bit of it. So hopefully he can heal up, get on the ice soon, get back to joining our Tampa Lightning for our playoff push. Yeah, absolutely. And the nice thing is that Stamkos is healthy. He is going to be available for the regular season. And we hope that he can keep his health throughout the season because if we were to lose Stamkos and Kucherov, that would be a giant hit. And a division that looked like it was going to be locked up, easy number one. If we lose lose both of those guys, maybe we're not looking at the number one seed out of that division. 
No, if both if both of them are gone, I still think this is a very safe playoff team, uh, especially in that division. But it might not be as easy to take that number one spot just because you're losing so much firepower up front. But the back end with studs like Victor Hedman, Ryan McDonough, Mikhail Strugachev, and then, of course, having Andre Vasilevsky in net, it, it's still going to be a hard team to score on regardless. Uh, so even if the goal scoring isn't quite there because of some injuries, I will, will still be okay. Yep, absolutely. All right, Chase, let's now move on to some recent Tampa signings and trades. Let's first talk about Anthony Sorelli, the guy that we have been hoping for for, geez, how many months now? Two, three maybe? Uh, and we finally got it done. Yeah, finally. Anthony Sorelli, he signs uh, you know, kind of a bridge deal, a three-year, uh, 4.8 average a year deal. Uh, and not not too bad of a contract at all. It, it's I think he's worth it. He might be worth a little more. He's one of the best defensive players in the league. He's an underrated type of guy. Uh, he's not someone that the league like looks and respects completely yet. He's still a young player, still trying to establish himself. You know, he, he's had some great scoring seasons and some great defensive seasons, as I've said. Uh, and he's going to continue to try to kind of you know develop himself that way going forward. Uh, you know, he's going to be a really integral part of this team. You know, he, he plays down down the middle. Uh, even though Kucherov plays on the wing, he's still going to have to take a kind of a, a bigger role. Uh, everyone's really going to have to with Kucherov out. Everyone's going to have to provide a little more offense. And I'd expect Sorelli to be someone who takes kind of a, I don't want to say a big jump, but expect him to step up a little bit this year. Yeah, absolutely. And the bridge deals kind of worry me with uh, Braden Point and Anthony Sorelli because both of these guys, I think uh, they got that nice bridge deal, but they were also underpaid within that bridge deal. When they come out of that, they're going to want some money. And I mean, our cap, our, our cap is already so tight and we had to make some trades to get around it. So I'm, I'm a little worried, but at least we've got both of them locked up for the next two seasons. And I mean, as long as Tampa is a winning team, which they're going to be, uh, teams or players are going to be a little more understanding, take a little bit less money in order to have a chance to win a cup. So that'll still be in Tampa's favor. And honestly, at that point, um, so like, you know, brain point, he, he's out by for two more seasons. I, it really would not be a surprise if someone like as much as we love Sam Rains, our captain, it really wouldn't surprise me if he was not with the team any longer. Uh, you know, as he might start breaking down a little bit more if he keeps getting injured and the production might slow down, that's just the easiest cap hit to get rid of because he makes a decent chunk of money. And I mean, every team in the league would love to have him. So uh, by the time that the contract extensions come up, I think we're going to see a kind of completely different Tampa roster anyway. Yeah, absolutely. And the three big RFAs we had this offseason, Mikhail Sergachev, Anthony Sorelli and Eric Chernock. We got that one done as well. Chernock's coming back. Yeah, so another three-year deal, just under $3 million a year. Uh, you know, very very nice signing. He's not someone who wows you on the ice. He plays a very nice defensive game. Uh, he can do a little bit offensively, but don't expect him to do much. Uh, the value that, that he's being paid, I think it's totally worth it. He's a really reliable right-handed shot on the point. He's someone that he's, he's also you know, it's not going to play 25 minutes a night for you, but he's someone that you can trust in the PK. You can rely on him. It's just an overall good signing. I can't complain really about it. Yeah, and honestly, with the departures to our defensive core, um, I, I think this was kind of needed. Obviously, we lost Shattenkirk, uh, Coburn, and gosh, why is he Bogosian? Um, so adding Chernak is definitely going to be great for our team because uh, we lost some big names. So if we were to lose Chernak too, that would be uh, that'd be tough. 
for sure. Yeah, definitely would. All right, Jace, we got two other signings that we want to mention. Uh, two younger guys here with Volkov and Matthew Joseph. Yeah, so Alexander Volkov and Matthew Joseph, uh, n- not really huge signings. They're two guys that, you know, we, we expect to make the team. It'd be really shocking if they didn't. Uh, you know, just just a couple of, of low salary, low term signings. Um, hopefully, I, I think Alexander Volkov could be a really like nice scorer in the NHL. Not not a huge scorer, but someone like you can play in middle six and provide some points for you. So hopefully we can kind of see that jump this year from him. He was able to play in that last playoff game, uh, got his name on the cup. You know, good for him. But he should definitely be fighting and making the big roster this year. And then Matthew Joseph, he's just a reliable depth guy, and you know he he should be another lock for the roster. Absolutely. And Chase, we're now going to talk about the trade that I kind of hinted at to a little bit earlier with the fact that we did this trade so that we could have the cap room to sign players like Sorelli. So uh, the trade overall was Coburn, Paquette, and a second to the Senators for Gabrick and Anders Nilsson. Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit of a steep of a price giving up a second round pick to clear up the cap space. But it's kind of what you got to do in the NHL nowadays, so I understand it. Had to be done. We needed to get these players signed. Uh, Gabrick and Nielsen both went straight to LTIR. They won't be playing for the Tampa Lightning anytime soon. Um, it, it, it makes sense. It's going to suck. Uh, you know, Colbert was just a nice, steady presence in the back end. Cedric Paquette, he was an awesome bottom six guy for our Tampa Lightning. Great penalty killer, great faceoff guy. Just really hard worker. Uh, it's going to suck not having him around any longer. But you got to do what you got to do, man. Yeah, exactly. And how we look at that 2022 second round pick is the 64th overall pick. And yes, I said 64th because remember, we've got Seattle coming into the league this year. Very excited about that. Um, but that, that's how we see it. You know, we're not looking at it as like the 36th overall pick or anything like that. So as no. long as we can perform to our expectations, that pick should be somewhere in the late fifties and to that 64 range, hopefully. Um, but that's going to do it for this first part of the show. We're going to go to a quick commercial break and then on our way back, we're going to be talking about some other news around the NHL, not Tampa specific related. So stay tuned if you want to hear some of that. Did you know that your favorite band also loves your favorite hockey team? If you love hockey and you love music, you're going to love Bar Down Breakdown, a podcast that explores the crossover between alternative music and the sport we love, hockey. Every NHL player wants to be in a band, and every band guy wants to be an, an, you know, a pro athlete. With guests from all over the globe, come along with us as we interview some of the most captivating names in alternative music and talk about why we love hockey and how it's influenced us. You know, there was a, for a few seconds, I thought, like, well, maybe we should wear a Montreal jersey. Then the NHL was like, mm, I think you should stay <laughs> neutral. And we're like, yeah, yeah. you know what, well, you're probably right. So tune in every Tuesday on the Hockey Podcast Network, where we'll have a brand new guest and a unique look into the bridge between hockey and music. All right, and we are back. If you were very interested in listening to the Bar Down Breakdown, make sure to go check it out on hockeypodcastnet.com uh, or anywhere you get your podcast. So, Chase, we're going to be talking about some general NHL news now. Uh, first, we want to talk about uh, an absolute legend, a former captain, the 
one of the tallest players to ever play in the NHL, if not the tallest, um, Chara, as he is moving on to Washington. And that just, uh, if Lundqvist was to stay, which I really wish he did uh, and didn't have the the problems with his health, uh, then Washington would just be bringing in all the vets. The tallest player in the NHL uh, in history. And yes, you know, they would be, it would, it would be cool. Because see Lundqvist on this team and then, you know, have like a Char Lundqvist. I know Char's already got a cup, but it'd be cool to see both them win a cup, just kind of end their careers. Uh, but maybe we can see one with Chara or maybe we can see one with our Tampa Lightning instead because that'd be even cooler. But uh, it, it was kind of kind of weird. that this I didn't really, I don't know, I just didn't picture him signing in Washington. I pictured him signing, I don't know, I felt like it was a team like, like Florida made more sense for whatever reason. That's just when I thought of him leaving Boston, that's like the first team that came to my head. I don't know why. Don't don't ask me for any reasoning. It just is. Uh, but I mean, Washington. That's it, you know, it's a perfectly fine place to sign. He's signing for minimum deal. There's literally zero risk to it. Uh, he should still be uh, in their lineup pretty much every night. He's still a contributing guy. Uh, you know, he, he's lost a step. He's obviously a bigger dude. He's he's old. Uh, he, he's not as fast and never nimble as he used to be. Even though he wasn't a super speed guy as it was, but he's still a reliable defender. He's still got that long reach. He's hard to get around. So. He, he can provide a nice steady presence for that Washington Capitals roster. And I, I, I don't know. Like I got, everyone says in the last couple of years, he declined like so hard and yeah, he did decline, but there's some people that think he's just like completely just trash, not worth playing. And the Boston Bruins only offered him a reserve role, which that surprises me. Like I, I still think he could play in the Boston Bruins lineup every single night. Uh, you know, he's the captain of the team or was captain of the team. So it just, I don't know. It's strange to me. Yeah, so my dad, who I mentioned earlier, he's a big Bruins fan, and I think for the past two years, he's been wanting Chara out of the system. Every time he sees him play, it's just, uh, he thinks he's too slow, doesn't have it anymore, uh, doesn't really produce offensively, and uh, just wanted him out. So, I mean, he got his wish. But uh, Char going over to Washington. Chase, you mentioned maybe we can see him get a cup with Washington. I I hope not because Chara isn't a player like Lundqvist where I just absolutely adore him and think that he needs a cup because Chara already has one, let's be honest. Um, so, you know, I, I'd be cool with Chara and Washington making it to, I don't know, the second or the third round and then getting thumped by our Tampa Bay Lightning, but... Not a guy that I'm necessarily rooting for. I'm not rooting against him or anything, but uh, an interesting signing for sure, nonetheless. All right, Chase, let's talk about some remaining RFAs as we got a couple big names, the headliner being Matthew Barzal. Yeah, so uh, I'll just kind of go through the list of guys that are still out there. We have Matthew Barzal, Jesper Brat, Dylan Strom, Luke Cunning, and Jack Roslovic. So those are five guys that are, uh, you know, they're, they're NHL players, they're roster players. A couple of these are, are really big contributors. Uh, Barzal, Broad, and Strom are all huge contributors. Contributors, excuse me. Luke Cunning, uh, he, he's a really nice player himself. He's still got a lot of ability. Still uh, got a lot he can show in the league. And Jack Rossovic kind of same mode as Luke Cunning. Um, I would be shocked if these guys aren't signed by the start of the season. Uh, you know, they might only sign one-year deals or maybe two-year deals. It's kind of shorter term, uh, shorter money. But it would really shock me if all these guys aren't signed, especially, you know, those first three. They're really big pieces of their team, um, especially without Kirby Doc and John the Taves going to be out for a little bit, too. Like Chicago needs Dylan Strom. They need him in their lineup very badly. They got to figure out a way to pay him. 
Uh, he is going to be probably their number one center like during the season until Taves can show up. So if, if they don't have him, they're in trouble. Absolutely. And uh, is this Dylan Strom's big breakout year? I want to talk about that real quick because Dylan Strom, we've been waiting for forever, obviously. Drafted third overall after McDavid and Eichel. Uh, very high praise for this kid. Um, although we didn't see it on Arizona. Chicago, he's been a little bit better, but he hasn't had that true breakout to show that he's a true superstar. Uh, with this position, having Kirby Doc, Jonathan Taze out, he's got to be the one to step up. He's going to be playing next to Patrick Kane, at least we believe. Is this the year where he finally has that breakout? Oh, he very well could. It would not surprise me. I hope he sure. You know, hope he sure does because he is a guy that I absolutely love. Um, you know, he, he's his biggest issue his whole career has just been some ugly, brutal, slow skating. But he's gotten a little better, and he's got a ton of skill. He's kind of like a John Tavares type of player where the skating is so bad, but everything else is so great. Um, so, you know, as he's had some time in the NHL, skating has developed. So if he gets that opportunity to be a number one center. Especially playing with, like, you know, DeBrinkat or Patrick Kane. Like, if he could play with either of those two, he 100% can have a big breakout year, uh, really step into that realm of elite status. It would not surprise me one bit. I'm really cheering for it. I hope so, so badly uh, because I do really, he's really one of my favorite players in the league, as much as I'm not a big fan of the Chicago Blackhawks in any way. Um, I, I do hope that he has a huge year and that he signs soon. Yeah, I hope so as well, because I have him in my NHL franchise right now, and he's pretty damn good in that. Uh, I think he's in my second line center. Just put up like 87 points, you know, not a big deal. So uh, it'd be cool if we can see Dylan Strome reach his potential, because the NHL, the NFL, the NBA, the MLB, every sport out there is benefited by more superstars. So it'd be great for Dylan Strom to reach that potential, of course, after signing, hopefully. So uh, those are the big names. I think Barzal and Brat, uh, two guys that are absolute stars. And, and Brat, we didn't know that Brat was going to be that big of a contributor for the New Jersey Devils until he made the roster out of camp his draft year. So I'm, I'm very excited to see um, both of those guys and then Cunning and Roslovic too. I mean... Hopefully all these guys resign and we can get some more hockey going on. Yeah, hopefully so. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I, don't, I, right, just like, I was like, everything that here? Fuck. All right, continue. Let's talk about the NHL puck chase as it is going high tech. <laughs> okay, yes, it is going high tech. I don't know why I say it so mysteriously, but... Um, I don't know how else to even like label this kind of segment, so that's just I just took it exactly as I found it in the article I was reading. Um, I'll read exactly what this quote is from the article too. It's from a uh, written from in the Boston Globe. The name of the article is "NHL Puck is Going High Tech." Exactly as Mike read it. There's a new kid in NHL ranks, and this is fitted with a tiny embedded battery, a circuit board roughly the size of a half dollar, and six inch long tubes that emit infrared light at sixty pulses per second. So. Uh, this is going to provide some new fancy analytics. Maybe we can see the return of the glow puck from the 90s, 2000s uh, that I know everyone loved so much. You know, it's kind of a strange thing, but kind of cool at the same time. Um, but, you know, it's going to be a little easier to track the puck. We're going to be able to find some uh, some more information, uh, shot speeds, pass speeds, how long it's on certain player sticks and stuff. 
So it's just creating for more uh, data and analytical information. It, it's it's cool. Hopefully it doesn't interfere with the puck too much. Hopefully it doesn't change the weight too much. Uh, I know when they did the um, glow puck back in the day, they had to put kind of tiny little holes in it, and players had to make the puck feel different. So hopefully that's not the case this time. Yeah, absolutely. And how cool would it be if Sergachev loads up from the point, takes a clapper on the power play, and then in the bottom right corner, you see how fast his shot was or something like that. If they could implement it into the broadcast, show how fast shots are going, uh, that would be absolutely phenomenal. Because who doesn't love seeing that when they're watching a baseball game and the pitch goes and you see the pitch comes in at 103 miles per hour? Like, it's awesome. So if they could implement that somehow into the broadcast, it'd be perfect. NBC, if you're listening and you're thinking, wow, that's a great idea. Um, my PayPal is Mike Mitch 97. Uh, you can just, you know, whatever you want to, whatever you want to send then That'd be cool with me. There you go. All right, Chase, let's now talk about outdoor games because the NHL has had outdoor games for forever and it's coming back as it looks like the NHL is planning two different games at Lake Tahoe. Yeah, so uh, this is going to be pretty cool. It's uh, uh, going to be some outdoor hockey games in Lake Tahoe, as Mike just mentioned, between the Vegas Golden Knights, Colorado Avalanche, Boston Bruins, and the Philadelphia Flyers. Um, I don't know if they're if they announced when the games are going to be. I might have just missed it. But hopefully, you know, hopefully it's going to be not too far away because I really look forward to seeing this. I, I miss good old outdoor hockey. You know, we didn't get a Winter Classic this year. I haven't been able to skate on a pond or anything quite yet. Um, so this would be super cool to see, especially if they're just playing kind of like Mystery Alaska style where they just build a rink right on the lake. That'd be so freaking cool. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't know when this is happening yet again. I'll update you uh, by next episode if I either find out or something changes. But, yeah, it should be so cool. Absolutely. And it just being New Year's Day, we missed another, um, gosh, why am I forgetting it? Winter Classic. So uh, that's unfortunate because we look back at classic Winter Classics like the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs and the Detroit Red Wings where the snow was coming down so heavily that they had to wipe the ice like every five, ten minutes. Water bottles were getting frozen. It was it was such a great game, such a great atmosphere. I wish I could have been there in Ann Arbor, but uh, that wasn't the case. But we love outdoor games because you never really know what's coming. You don't know if it's going to be 40 to 50 degrees in the last couple of days leading up to the game or if it's going to be negative 20. And this is all Fahrenheit. I, I apologize for our Canadian or European listeners or anywhere else around the world because only America does Fahrenheit, but it's fine. Um, or if it's going to be, you know, downpour of snow, like there's just so much unknown when it comes to outdoor hockey games. And it also brings joy to the players because that's how they got their first love for hockey playing outdoors. So uh, very excited for this and hope that these Lake Tahoe games go down pretty soon and uh, i'm a big fan of the teams too vegas and colorado uh they've kind of brewed up a, a little rivalry over the last couple of years since vegas has entered the league both have been uh pretty good and to see kale mccarr and nate mckinnon out there uh, it's going to be a challenge for petriangelo and then robin laner or flurry whoever gets to start there and then boston and philly i mean that's going to be a very grinded out game very fun yeah, uh, the, the one team I'm really excited for is Vegas. They have yet to do anything outdoor-related, um, so it, it'll be cool for them to be in that kind of situation scenario, a new team uh, in, a, in a market that's not 
obviously meant for like outdoor hockey, but it, it'll it'll really be really cool to see. I am beyond excited for whatever is about to go down here. Absolutely. So uh, coming up on the next episodes, we have World Junior Talk on Thursday, and then we're going to be doing previews and predictions for the NHL season as a whole next Monday. Um, so you can look forward to that. This episode is over, except we still have to get into hockey name of the day. Um, so let's do that now. So Chase, I'm about to scroll down. I haven't uh, seen anything yet. I was just looking through the um, the groups that we're talking about uh, for mm-hmm. World yeah. Juniors and saw Billy Hainola, and man, has he been good this year? Yeah, he, he's he's been sweet, dude. We're I plan on talking, you know, like heavily about a couple guys uh, in our next episode, but we can talk about him real quick. He, ha- he has been awesome. Um, hopefully he can return to being a full-time NHLer this year after just making kind of a debut last year. But he, he's really shown that he could be a really just nice, steady presence in the NHL for quite some time. Absolutely. He's definitely helping that Finland team and is going to be a big piece against the United States coming up uh, tomorrow on Tomorrow as of recording on Monday night. So, uh, hockey name of the day. We've got, uh, I want to say Almatis, but there's no L. So, uh, Amatis, Egger? I don't know. Amadeus. Like, Amadeus. Amadeus Egger. Oh, of course. Of course. Amadeus Egger. Our boy from Austria. The 21-year-old, 6'2", 187-pound defenseman. Currently playing... In the uh, top league, the, the top league in Austria, the Ice Hockey League, uh, he, he recently got loaned to the Alps League, which is kind of a lower level uh, league in that area, but still good hockey nonetheless. Uh, our boy Amadeus, as I mentioned, you know, playing in those leagues, he played for the Graz 99ers, uh, which is, uh, I, I mean, for people who know European hockey, it's, it's a semi-well-known team, but Amadeus isn't, you know, any special player, not going to make it in the NHL anytime soon. Um I don't. Know, I, I thought you were gonna get this one. I, I picked. I was like, ah, eh, he, he's gonna get this. But Amadeus is just a fun name to say, so I'll do it anyway. So I'm kind of shocked they didn't get it. I love the name Amadeus. I don't know if it was actually a song or yes, what. It was. Okay, okay, yeah. Because my dad, whenever he was making breakfast when I was a little kid, he would Amadeus, Amadeus, Amadeus. So. Uh, yeah, I don't know how I didn't get that, but I love the name, so I'm glad it was here on Hockey Name of the Day. But that's going to do it for this episode, Chase. Let's hit everyone, not not hit everyone, let's let everyone know where they can find uh, the stuff to support us and all that kind of good stuff. Before I get into that, I want to thank you guys for listening. As always, if you'd like to go on Patreon, on Patreon, we'd really appreciate it. Um, it just shows that you guys support us and that you're interested in what we're doing and it gives us the possibility and the potential to do some more things going forward. You know, we've got a lot of stuff playing. We've talked about that. Uh, some things are starting to get more in fruition. Obviously we've had some interviews, uh, you know, that, that has helped to get those interviews with the growth of a podcast. So if you guys continue to help support our growth, we can continue to get some big names on the show. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast, that is at Bolts Broadcast. We tweet out every episode, you know, we tweet out and retweet breaking news. We talk about some things so you, you can get some extra Tampa talk over there. Uh, not even just Tampa talk to We'll talk some general NHL, talk world juniors, talk whatever. If you'd like to follow Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter, at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. You know, they're they're always doing something fancy there, so make sure to check them out. Maybe turn on the tweet notifications so you don't miss anything that they happen to tweet out. 
If you want to follow our other podcast on Twitter, you can follow them at WNP Sports Pod. That's at WNP Sports Pod. Uh, we mostly talk football there. Uh, we, we've been on a little bit of break there as well, so nothing the last couple weeks. But coming forward, we're going to be talking about some college football stuff, talking about the NFL playoffs. Should be some fun stuff. Uh, make sure to go to the hockeypodcastnetwork.com. Find all the podcasts on the network right there. Boom, click the logo. Listen, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Whatever you're listening, rate us five stars. Send us your questions, comments, concerns. And, yeah, um, we're also going to have a new poll. Uh, sorry, f- forgot to come up with it. Just remember that we needed to do a new one. Uh, so just be on the lookout for that on our Twitter. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be it. We hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Uh, make sure to embrace everything that is World Juniors over the next couple of days because uh, this is the best time for hockey and World Juniors and all that because uh, we're going to have gold medals coming out. And I'm just so excited for this America team to um, thump Finland and Canada. And you know, it's, it's going to be a great time. So everyone stay frosty, keep drinking, and we'll talk to you next time.